How many of you all like warm, gooey, chocolate chip cookies? Straight out of the oven. Isn't that wonderful? You know, when I was um, on my weight loss journey, when I first started, uh, of course we have our one son, and so we had kids over to the house a lot, and Laura was always providing goodies for the kids and things, and I remember one night she was baking uh, chocolate chip cookies, and she had them out there on the island there at the house, and I walked in the room, and Jeremy was standing behind the cookies, and he held up one of those warm, ooey-gooey cookies, he goes, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And I just took a big sniff and said, oh, that smells so good. And I ran out of that kitchen as fast as I could. Because there is nothing more tempting to me than warm, gooey, chocolate chip cookies and a nice glass of milk. And uh, man, I just, I just love those things. You know what? I would imagine if I ask you, um, we all have things that we struggle with as far as temptations. Some of us today are going to be probably going to lunch And after lunch, you're going to be struggling with the temptation to having second or thirds or having that extra piece of cake today at the temptation, especially you go to an all-you-can-eat buffet, right? Amen. That's right. We're going to get all we can. If I paid for it, give it all to me, right? And uh, it's at the buffet. I always say I regret that I only have one stomach to give. And um, there's times like that I wish I was like a cow and had four. Uh, I'd fill them all up. But uh, anyways, you know, so we all struggle with temptations. Maybe uh, it's a temptation for some to drink your sorrows away. When times are tough, to easily start drinking alcohol to the point of inebriation, to just drink your sorrows away. For some, it could be the temptation to overtake prescription medications. After all, those painkillers do make you feel good, right? And so sometimes it's easy to take more than you need to just, well, I just feel so much better. And so those maybe for some people's temptation. For some people, it's a temptation just to tell people off. You know, I just, you know, that person says something and you just fight, you just want to really let them have it. All right. And let them have it. For some people, the temptation is to go on a spending spree. Uh, maybe you got some money back from Uncle Sam, which, by the way, was your money. Uh, Uncle Sam was just keeping it. Um, but you got it back. And so you're like, woohoo, I'm going to go shopping. I'm going to buy another fourth pair of shoes. Uh, so maybe for some people, it's to go on a spending spree. Maybe for some people, uh, especially young people, it's temptation to cheat on a test. Have you ever been in that situation? The person next to you is not covering their answers up pretty well. And uh, there's that temptation to cheat on a test. For some people, it's the temptation to uh, have premarital relationships or adultery. And for some people, there's that, that temptation. Some people, it's the temptation to help themselves with the old company funds or something. Maybe there's a petty cash drawer there that you have privy to, and there's that temptation. Everybody here, I don't care who you are, I don't care how old you are, you all have temptations just like I do. We all have things that we are tempted with. Now, your temptation may not be my temptation. I have no right to look down on you for your temptation because we all have temptations. We all have things that struggle with us. And the thing about, we know about temptations is this. You and I know that that thing that's tempting us, if we indulge, we know that almost always the outcome's not going to be what we hoped. 
If you sit down and you've had a big meal and then you smell those chocolate chip cookies and you sit down with that big glass of milk and eat three or four or five cookies, the outcome's going to be the, ugh, shouldn't have done that. Or the next day on the scales, the outcome's going to be, whoop, up like that. Or you know the temptation, you know, to get involved with somebody who's not your spouse and you know the outcome of that, destroyed marriage or destroyed relationships. We all know that there's things that we're tempted with that if we follow through on those temptations, the outcome's really not going to be good. And we, we say we, those things that we know, that if we follow through with them, that the outcome's not going to be good, we call those things tempta- temptations. For example, you've probably said this, I was tempted today at lunch to have a second helping. Now, why did you say I was tempted to? Because you knew that the outcome was not going to be the best. So you say that word tempted when it's things that you know really you shouldn't be doing. You say things like that. I was tempted to spend all that money I got back from the federal government. All right? Or I was tempted to look. So we use that word I was tempted to to describe things that we know we really shouldn't do because of the outcome's not going to be what we want it to be and things like that. And, and we know there's going to be negative consequences. You take second helping, you're going to gain weight. You spend all the money you got, then you're not going to have anything in the future and things like that. You, you, you're tempted to look and then think and the next thing you can become an act and things like that. As we wrap up the Lord's Prayer today, and I know we've been talking about the Lord's Prayer for like six weeks. We've just been really, really uh, chewing this apart. Uh, And again, I think the reason Jesus repeats it is the disciples weren't getting it the first time. And I think even today, we just say the Lord's Prayer by rote, and we're not really thinking about what he's saying. And again, the, the reason, just to recap a little bit, is... The reason the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray is because they, like us, we all have the need to connect to God. And Jesus, in teaching them, he says, pray our Father. And Jesus is saying you can pray with confidence that God is your Father. Now, this only works for those who are followers of Jesus, okay? Only followers of Jesus can legitimately call God Father. But if you are a follower of Jesus, you can pray with confidence. And you can pray with confidence in who God is. He is holy. He is set apart. He is not a human like us. So he has no sin. So we can pray with confidence. He's a gracious, compassionate God. He's an all-powerful God. We can pray with confidence. Your name be honored as holy. So Jesus says you can you pray to connect. You can pray with confidence in God. And, and so he, he's unpacking that. And, and we talked about how the fact that we can, can, can ask God and just we're, we're agreeing with God, your kingdom come. We, we're praying that his authority be manifested in our life and that he keeps on giving what he's giving us and that we, we allow the Holy Spirit to live through us. I want to wrap up with the last part of the Lord's Prayer, which is really, really, I think, can be confusing. So if you have your Bibles, hope you do, turn to Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11 and verse 4. We're just going to wrap up this last part. So the, he was saying, and forgive us our debts. And again, as we, uh, for we also forgive others in debt to us. So again, we pointed out the fact that we can't ask God to forgive us if we're not willing to forgive others. All right? So you have to be a forgiving forgiver. But then this last line, I, I know by, for a lot of people it's really troubling. And do not bring us into temptation. And of course, Matthew says, but deliver us from the evil one. What, what, what does that mean? What does he mean when he says, do not bring us into temptation? Well, let's, let's define terms. What is that word temptation? Well, let me give you a fact. Any temptation 
is a test. And do not lead us into temptation. It's a request for God, don't bring us into testing. Because we are all going to face those testings, right? To any temptation is a test. Like today, if you go out to eat and you want to get that second or third helping, and you're saying, I was tempted, that's a test of your willpower. Are you going to say no or are you going to say yes? You know, it, when you get a lot of money and there's a temptation to go out and blow it all, that's a test of how you're going to use your money. You know, when you see somebody and there's a temptation to look, that's a test of whether you're going to keep yourself under control. Tests are the ways to determine whether or not we can say no. Tests are a way for us to determine our ability to between saying what's right and what's wrong, <clears throat> between God's way and the world's way. Te- tests, temptations test our faith. Temptations test our, our, our character. Temptations test our maturity. And again, as I listed a bunch of temptations a few moments ago, I bet you there was some that hit you. And maybe I didn't hit your temptation. It made me think for a minute, what are those temptations in my life? What are the things that I am tempted to do that I know I shouldn't be doing? I'm submitting to you, those things are tests for you. Those are things that God is using to test your character, to test whether you're going to follow him or not, to test your will and things like that. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't really like being tempted. I really don't like going through, I mean, nobody loves being tempted. At least I don't. I don't like being put through tests. When I was in school, I didn't particularly like tests. Did you? I hated tests. Because tests wear you out. I'd study and study and study all those crazy tests, and they'd give me another one. Then they'd give me another one. Those things were horrible. And, you know, I didn't really enjoy tests. They interrupted my schedule. I had things to do. I didn't want to study Greek or Hebrew or all those things and go through those tests. Tests drain you. I mean, the biggest test I had probably in my life with schooling was when I was doing my doctorate. I had to go before a panel of faculty. I, ha- I wrote a book. It's in my office. It's about that thick, I guess. Um, and I had to defend what I wrote before a panel of faculty members. That was draining. That was scary. I had no idea what they were going to ask me. You know, and you're just hoping that when you walk out of there, the faculty votes to give you the degree. That was draining. It drained me. It'll drain you mentally. And I'll tell you, tests are scary. I remember when I, when I went down to New Orleans for that big final thing. I mean, I basically stayed cooped up in a, a hotel room on campus for about a week, just studying and going over everything I'd written and blah, 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 because it was scary stuff. And I remember going in that room. I was scared to death, seated there, and all those people standing up there, and they're all mean. Things like that? No, they were actually very nice. But, you know, I don't like tests. I really don't like tests. And the older I get, the less I like them. You know, I don't want to go back to school. I don't know about you, but that's, I'm done. Been there, done that. Tests are scary. We just don't like tests. So what does Jesus say? He says, don't bring us into temptation. Don't lead us into tests. Let me, let me give you some realities. Let me give you some facts that sometimes the American church, we don't want to hear. But fact is... God the Father allows his children, 
to go through tests. Now, we don't like that because we live in a world of, oh, you know, TV evangelists tell us, if you love Jesus, he's going to give you everything. The brand new Cadillac, the million dollars, blah, 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 blah. He wants his children to be happy on this earth. No, he doesn't necessarily. He wants his children to be holy. And to make his children holy, he allows tests. Why? Because tests are necessary. Some of y'all in here are teachers. You know that you can't gauge whether your pupils are learning their stuff without tests. That's how you gauge it. An employer, a lot of times will put their employees through tests. When our son got hired in Chicago <clears throat> at this company, he had six weeks. He had to become an expert on their software system, and he had to take a test in six weeks <clears throat> to prove that he was an expert on their system. He could fail it twice, but on the third time, he was out of the company. Now, fortunately, he passed the test. I'm very proud to say but that's what a company does. They want to see, are you, can you, can you be a, an expert on this system? Because you've got to know our system better than anybody else. And you've got six weeks to do it. So again, employers do tests. Teachers do tests. And, and again, without tests, we won't learn, right? God wants us to learn. And so sometimes he's going to put us through tests. Tests force us to learn. Tests force us to prepare. Tests show our true knowledge about what we really think we know. Tests show our strengths, don't they? Tests show our weaknesses as well and, and things like that. So Father allows, God the Father allows his children to be tested. Now the fact that Jesus says, and lead us not into temptation, does not mean that Father doesn't test his children. God allows us to be tested. You say, give me examples. Well, I'll give you a big one right here. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit. Who's the Spirit? God, the Spirit. Into the wilderness. Now look who tested him. The devil. So, Father didn't do the actual testing in this case, but he certainly led Jesus to be tested. Satan did the tempting. If you think about Adam and Eve... God said you could eat of any tree in the garden except one. He allowed them, though, to be tested. He allowed Satan to go into that garden and to test them. Father allows us to be tested. He will even allow Satan to test us. Adam and Eve. Job. Read the book of Job. Father allowed Job to be tested. So the reality is, you and I are going to face tests in our lives, and Father will allow. Now, let me tell you real quick, it's never Father's desire that we sin. That is not Father's goal. When God the Father allows testing in our life, it is not so we sin. It is so that we grow strength to stand against that sin. It is to reveal to us our strengths, our weaknesses, what we know. But Father does allow it. And I don't know about you, but the tests that I've gone through in my life have taught me a lot. So, fact, Father does allow tests. But let me give you another fact. Father actually himself will test his children. God the Father will test his children. You say, can we give me examples? Sure. Abraham. He told Abraham to sacrifice his only son. That was a test. What was he wanting to see? Whether Abraham's faith 
was stronger than anything else. At that moment, Abraham's faith was tested like it had never been tested before. After God gave the Ten Commandments, Moses said this in Exodus 20, 20, Don't be afraid, for God has come to test you so that you will fear him and not sin. Notice he said, for God has come to test you. God has come to test you. Faith tests your, God tests your faith. God will test your obedience. God does bring tests to his children. Now, if Father allows his children to be tested, which we see in Scripture, if Father himself actually tests his children, which we see in Scripture, then why is Jesus asking us to pray and lead us not into temptation? Why is he saying that? Well, several months after Jesus again taught this to his disciples, maybe a year or so later, Jesus would be with his disciples in a place called the Garden of Gethsemane. You probably know the story. In fact, they didn't know it, but Jesus was going to allow the disciples to be tested like they had never been tested before that night. And God was going to allow his son to be tested like he'd never been tested before. That night, they were going to lose their leader, Jesus. That night, their faith was going to be tested, and quite frankly, it was found wanting. Peter denied Jesus. The disciples all fled. The only one that stood the test was Jesus himself. So, Jesus knows that we're going to go through testing so what does he mean when he says, and lead us not into temptation? Well, look, look, look at, let me just look at the passage here. I'll throw it up on the screen, Matthew 26. It goes to that night. It says, then Jesus came to a place called Gethsemane and told his disciples, sit here and go while I go over there and pray. Now there's key real quickly. Taking Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he, went, he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. He knows what's coming. Then he said to them, My soul is swallowed up in sorrow to the pain of death. Remain here and stay awake with me. Going a little further, he fell face down and prayed, My father, if it's possible, let this cup pass for me. Now that's Jesus the human right there. Because no human wants to go through what he's getting ready to go through. I don't think any of us want to be beaten, whipped, and crucified. Yet not I will, but as you will. It's also Jesus the human saying, I'm totally subservient to your will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. He asked Peter, so couldn't you stay awake with me one hour? Stay awake and pray. Here's a big key. Here's why. So that you won't enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pa pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again, he came again and found them sleeping, and they could not keep their eye open, eyes open. And after leaving them, he went again and prayed a third time, saying the same thing once more. So, <clears throat> when you look at this passage... Jesus knows he's getting ready to be arrested. He knows he's getting ready to be put on trial. He knows he's going to have a completely sleepless night. He knows by this time, the next day, he's going to be in the tomb. 
He knows that he is getting ready to face the greatest hour of testing he has ever faced. Full forces of hell are going to be unleashed against him. His friends are going to turn their back on him. He is going to face the greatest testing. In fact, God the Father himself will ultimately turn his back on his son. He knows he will face the greatest temptation to call 10,000 angels and just end it all. He knows that he will face the greatest tests of his life. Yet look at what you see in this passage I just read through. Do you see what Jesus is doing constantly throughout this passage? Praying. He goes with the disciples and he says, stay here and stay awake while I go pray. He comes back. They're asleep. He says, can't you stay awake? And he tells them, you need to pray so that you won't give it to temptation. He goes away and he prays. Again, he comes back. They're asleep. He goes away, he prays again. Jesus knew he was getting ready to be tempted. Like he had never been tempted before. And he, what he does is he prays. He tells his disciples the first time he wakes them up, you need to be praying so that you won't fall into temptation. When we look at the Lord's Prayer and they're asking Jesus how to pray, Jesus says, I want you to pray, lead us not into temptation. Let me tell you something. There's a fact. The reason you see Jesus praying and the reason that you see Jesus telling us to pray, lead us not into temptation, is because prayer provides the strength to pass the test. The reason why he told his disciples to pray this and the reason why he tells us to pray it is because prayer provides the strength. Again, if you go back to Matthew 26, 41, he said, stay awake and pray, here's why, so that you won't enter temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. How many of y'all know that one? Can I hear an amen? The spirit's willing, the spirit's willing to say no, but the flesh is weak. And of course, they didn't pray. They fell asleep over and over again. And that night, they failed the test. Peter tries to fight his way out, cuts off a servant's ear. Peter denies the Lord. The disciples scatter. They didn't pray. They didn't have any strength for the test. Now, notice here too, that Jesus is praying before the tests. He's praying before the tests. And he tells his disciples, you need to be praying now before the tests. You know, sometimes the times that we really pray is in the midst of the tests. But I submit to you, we need to follow Jesus' lead and pray before the tests. Father, lead us not into temptation. Give me the strength to say no. Because, Lord, I have this weakness in my life, and I know when I'm faced with that weakness, I've, I've, I've buckled before in the past. So I'm praying right now. It's not happening right now, but I need for strength for when it comes. You know, how many of y'all have not studied for a test, and on Friday morning, or uh, you go to class, and you have a test, and you never prayed, or you never studied, and you start praying? Lord, help me on this test. Yep. Lord, help me on this test. Now, I have never had the Lord drop the answers out of the sky. Say, yep, you never study, but I'm going to give you the answers. Never happens. A lot of people come really religious before tests at school. But I'm telling you, it doesn't do you any good. 
you got to study for the test. Now, if you've studied for the test, there's nothing wrong with, Lord, give me focus. Lord, give, you know, give me remembrance of what I've studied. But if you haven't studied, if you haven't studied, the prayer isn't going to help you. Other than I hope you get one or two answers right and at least get a D. Right? The prayer has to be before the tests. That's what Jesus is saying. Let me hear. Let me give you a challenge here. Pray to pass the tests. When you and I spend time praying, and I hope you do regularly, ask the Lord to give you those, the strength. And maybe you know you're going in a situation where that temptation's coming your way. Lord, give me the strength to say no to this situation. Lord, I know we're going to get a refund from the government. Give me strength to invest a little bit of this money and not just squander it all. Lord, give me the strength to, you know, not take any money out of the petty cash fund, even though it would be nice. Lord, give me the strength to not look that way. Lord, give me the strength to say no when I'm full and not to overindulge. Lord, give me the strength. Lead me not into temptation. Why does Jesus tell us when he's teaching the disciples to pray? Here's one of the things you need to pray. Lead us not into temptation. Let me give you another reason why, and that is because of this. Prayer keeps us reliant on the Father. You know how Jesus passed the test? Because he was reliant on the Father all the way through. That night he prayed, he prayed, he prayed. And all the way through, all the way through the cross, he was reliant on the Father. When he was in the wilderness being tempted by the, the devil, he constantly quoted back Scripture. He was constantly reliant on the Father. Let me tell you, prayer is necessary for us to pass the test. It is necessary for us to pass the test. When we don't pray, we forget about the fact that God's in control. When we don't pray, we forget about the fact that God will supply all of our needs. When we don't pray, we forget about the fact that God can give us that peace that passes all understanding. But when we pray, God will bring those things to your remembrance. And when you ask the Father, Father, help me. And when we pray, we're relying on the Father. When we don't pray, we're not prepared. We're not prepared. And we're an easy Easy target. So again, here's my challenge. Pray to pass the tests. I wonder what tests you're going through right now. Father allows you to go through tests. Let's just admit that and acknowledge that. And in fact, sometimes Father himself will test you. Now, he's not going to test you to sin, but he will bring tests into your life. You're his child. I'm sure growing up, your parents sometimes put you in some situations to test you so that you would learn. Your Heavenly Father will do the same. He's testing you to reveal to you, really not to him. He knows you more than you know yourself. He puts you and I through those tests to reveal our character, to reveal our strengths, to reveal our weaknesses, to reveal us to ourselves. Father will do that. Let's just acknowledge it. Are you praying to pass those tests?
this week, whatever, are you praying? Father, I got a coworker. Oh, man, I just really want to just punch him out. I don't have any coworkers, but maybe you do. I just really want to punch him out. Father, give me the strength to show that kindness. Remember what I told you a couple weeks ago? It's to keep on giving me that kindness that you have for me. If, you have the Holy, if, you're, a father, if you're a follower of Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit, and the fruit of the Spirit is kindness. Father, keep giving me kindness. I need kindness towards so-and-so. I need gentleness towards so-and-so. Father, I need self-discipline this week with whatever that you're struggling with in life. Father, pray. Pray to pass the test. Why? Because prayer shows your, your, your reliance upon God. So here's my question for you today. Are you praying? Are you praying to pass the test? Right now, whatever, whatever you're struggling with in your life, are you praying about it? Are you going to Father in confidence that you serve a holy God? Are you going to Him in confidence that He is your Father? I, I want to go back, and it's not on the screen, but I just want to go back and just recap this series as we look at Luke chapter 11. Let's just look at verse 2 and tie it all together. Whenever you pray, and by the way, this is not a prayer of what to pray, it's how to pray. Whenever you pray, say, Father, pray with confidence. Your name be honored as holy. Pray with confidence in who God is. Your kingdom come. Father, set up, manifest your authority in my life. Not my will be done. Your will be done. Give us. Literally keep on giving us. Each day. Just what I need for now. That daily bread. And we're not talking about physical food. And we talked about this last few weeks. Spiritual food. Keep on giving me. That grace. Keep on giving me that mercy. Keep on giving me that self-sacrificial love. Keep on giving me that kindness. Keep on giving me that joy, that peace, that gentleness, that faithfulness, that self-control. Keep on giving it to me. And forgive me in my sins. For I also forgive everyone in debt to me. Now, if you can't, if you can't forgive others, don't ask Father to forgive you. If you can't forgive others, don't ask Father to forgive you because this is hinged upon you forgiving. And do not bring us into temptation. I'm going to read it one more time. I'm going to personalize it. I did a little bit then, but I want to do it one more time. Father, your name be honored as holy and your kingdom come. Give me each day my daily nourishment my daily bread. And forgive me of my sins, for I also forgive everyone in debt to me. And do not bring me into temptation. And if you want to add what we saw earlier, but deliver me from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the glory forever. Amen. Let me ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Father, we have, I hope, done justice to this short example of how we are to pray. 
Everyone in this room faces temptation. We all face it in various forms. We face different temptations at different points in our lives. And Father, help us to see that that temptation may be coming from your hand, but not to lead us into sin, but to teach us to help us grow in our holiness. And Father, right now I want to pause for just a few moments and I want the Holy Spirit, or ask humbly the Holy Spirit, bring to our minds those areas in which we find ourselves tempted right now. And I ask, Father, that right now in the quietness that we will ask you and name those temptations and ask you for what we need in those temptations right now. Father, I pray that every day, throughout the day, we will pray what Jesus taught us or how Jesus taught us how to pray. That we'll keep asking, knowing that you'll keep giving, we'll keep seeking, keep knocking, knowing that we, the door will be opened. And Father, I pray that you'll give us that strength every day to say no to those temptations. Because we know those things which we are tempted can ultimately harm us if we give in. So Father, help us to stay strong in the tests. Help us to grow closer to you, holy. Help us, Lord, to be a shining light of your grace and mercy. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. You know, I told you to pray before.